Hello, football world. This is Fourth Quarter Football, presented by Dan, Justin, a.k.a. Only Real Takes, and Joe, a.k.a. Joey Buttfumble. In today's episode, we're discussing our studs and duds, our Week 7 reaction, our Top 5 Power Rankings update, Spin That Wheel, and Joseph's Buttfumble of the Week. Enjoy. Right, going into our first segment of the day, we have studs and duds. Yeah. Fellas, I'll start off with a stud. My stud is Kyle Pitts for the Atlanta Falcons. He had seven receptions, eight targets, and 163 receiving yards. Wow. Disappointing he didn't get a touchdown this game, but still a massive game for a tight end, especially a rookie tight end. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, the one thing I'll say on that is I think he hit his breakout game a couple weeks ago yep. and when they played in London. And, and I think um, every game, like, when Pitts goes off like this, the Falcons are going to win. I agree. That's, the that's the Falcons happened. have looked their best when they've gotten Pitts involved. That is clear. But And shout out Young Hoku for getting the game-winning kick as well. Heck yeah, one of the best kickers in the league. Yep. Who's got their next stud? Joey. My stud? Yeah. I'm going to be a Bias Browns fan. Dearness Johnson Yay-o. went off against the Broncos' defense. 146 yards and a touchdown. Absolutely did not miss a beat coming in for Nick Chubb, Shunt. Kareem Hunt. Yep. Yeah. So congratulations to Dearness Johnson for putting the yeah. team on your back. My, my only comment on that, I'll say, is into that stud goes the Browns' backup offensive lineman that came in, and they did a heck of a Blake job Hans. that game, too. And, uh, uh, I think D. Ernest is very underrated in the sense that he he's a very flashy player, but only Browns fans have gotten to see him up to this point. Yep. And now non-Browns fans got to see him live Thursday night football. On national Everyone wanted him on waivers for fantasy, too. I saw that. Yep. Off. And uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to say my stud. My stud is Jamar Chase, a.k.a. the Gritty King, uh, a Queen. lot of you who are, if you're our loyal followers, you'll know I, I made a little video segment on our Instagram and our TikTok asking, who's going to be the Gritty King this week? Is it going to be Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? Wow. Because this was a highly debated topic, and the one thing I'll say is it was a trick question because mm. the Vikings had a bye. Jay Jetta didn't even play, and let me tell you, the amount of Justin Jefferson comments I saw scared me. Yeah. Scared me. Not only did alpha. Jamar Chase absolutely ball out this week, eight receptions, 201 yards, a touchdown, one of them just being a ridiculous play. He also hit the gritty in the end zone on cue on that ridiculous mm-hmm. play. So just in general, if he didn't hit the gritty, he wouldn't be my my stud. I'd say I'd be very disappointed. But since he did hit the gritty, I was very happy to see it. Yeah, and I said earlier in this uh, podcast here, Joe and I had a little debate about gritties. We still do. I think, yeah, second episode maybe. And I yeah. said, I said Chase was going to lead the uh, the gritty this year. So looks Just that saying. way so far. His stats look that way. I don't think his gritty looks this good. 
That's debatable. That's debatable. That's debatable. Mm. See. Justin I'm the Jefferson. Only one who's danced out of the in my us, so. opinion, Justin Jefferson. Well, see, I'll explain that why. Because he looks like somebody who like is in a musical doing a dance, versus Jamar Ch- Jamar Chase looks like somebody who's uh, just outside listening to music yeah, he's and got dancing. The swag. He has the swag and factor. The Justin Jefferson looks like he had to rehearse that fifty times to get it down, and Even I don't th- I think it paid I, off, I take though, the automatic. It so much Justin better. Jefferson has a grill. That, that's too, debatable. But. That's debatable. But if you feel that way, it's understandable. It's understandable. Moving yeah, on, I'll do my dud yeah, first, and then we can dud. go around. Uh, my dud is Jalen Hurts and. The reason I bring this up, he honestly didn't even have that bad of a game, but he's been very mediocre ever since Nick won, and he's looked good, but the Eagles have just looked bad, bad, bad. And I'll admit it in the fact that I've liked the Eagles team this year, and I think they have potential, but whatever they're doing is not working out, as their record is 2-5. and five. Mm. Not very good, and they've actually they've had a ton of reports. Fans are pressuring them to bench Jalen Hurts, what's... To bring in Minshew mania, by the way, Gardner Minshew, which would be fun for fans, but I think it'd be stupid for the team. Uh, that's my dud, though, the week. The Eagles and Jamar and Jalen Hurts, I'll yeah. say. Uh, Daniel, Joey, any, um, I'll, any duds? I'll go off with mine. I think this is the uh, most, uh, what do you say, most uh, concerning dud of the entire year, most surprising dud. Patrick Mahomes. Oh my goodness! On the Kansas City Chiefs, just shout out to the Titans for getting the win against the Bills last week, comeback win, and then now beating the Chiefs, who we know we've talked about them. They've been shaky this year, but Mahomes has played well going into all pretty much every game. I know he has a lot of interceptions, but he's still playing like himself. Yeah. This yes. game he did not. No, he didn't. He had 260, 206 passing yards and one interception. Just Again, racking up the interceptions, which is rare for him. And I don't know. Let's see what the the uh, the Chiefs do for the rest of the season. It's not looking good. They're still third. They moved up one spot uh, over the Broncos in their division, but still not looking good for the AFC or the playoffs for the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, Joey, what's your dud this week? My dud this week is Sam Darnold. Yeah. Uh, he was so bad this week that he had to get benched. Oh, my goodness. Who replaced him? P.J. Walker. Good Stud. player. Yeah. Not Stud. not quite yet. Stud. Didn't look like it on Next the field. Next week he will be. But oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, once the Panthers can game plan for him, it's going to be a different story. Read options. Sam Darnold yeah. did not throw a touchdown this week. Did he rush oh. for one? He did not. Oh, my oh. God. What's, what's his point of playing then at that point? I know. <laughs> he at so least has sad. to rush for one. Yeah. Exactly. Literally. And the reason why Sam Darnold – just is so disappointing was because we thought he was going to be better this year yeah and he wasn't or isn't I that's mean, true yeah he was first couple weeks he was he, he pretty good we all were he like oh adam gase is the problem yeah, yes. and yeah. then it's and like then, oh it's like mm-hmm. adam gase usc is the problem adam gase could have been the mm-hmm. problem to a certain extent but it's like has sam darnold ever once had a game where you were like wow he looks elite and he um, makes flashy plays here and there, but he also makes way too many yeah. stupid plays and bad decisions. Kind of like Daniel Jones, I think. I think like Daniel Jones, another quarterback I'll say that's in that caliber is at least the past three years is Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, I have a hot take with um, what is Sam it? Darnold. What is it? So he went to USC, and we know a receiver that went to USC and was his main target there. Yeah. 
Do you guys know? Does Joe know? I know exactly who. I think Joe is a little flabbergasted Joe. right now. Do you have he, any idea? He's been cursed. Joe, this here, as well. we're, we're going to play a game with this because, Joey, this is going to get you on your toes here. What would you say is one of your least favorite receivers in the entire NFL? Oh, no way. It's Juju. Yep. Yeah. Let's that was go. His main target exactly. at USC. Let's go. Good job, Joey. Right on the money. A great guess, I'll say. But wasn't even a guess because Juju Smith Schuster and Sam Darnold kind of tore it up together at USC. And then neither of them. Uh, they both, posh. they actually started out decent in the NFL. Sam Darnold showed promise. And then he hasn't g- grew. Juju went off his first couple seasons, maybe because Antonio Brown was there. Maybe it was just because he had better chemistry with the team, but he seems like yeah. he's been doing his own maybe thing. Maybe because he didn't have apart. TikTok. Yeah. And, but, uh, yeah, we see that season-ending soldier. Yeah. Sol- shoulder injury. Shoulder. Shoulder injury. And I think that's maybe a little curse on Sam Darnold there with yeah. Juju. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, any other comments, studs and duds, guys? Nope. All right, everyone, time for our week seven reactions. So the Browns and Broncos played on Thursday Night Football. We touched upon that a little bit during our last episode. Outcome was the Browns won 17-14. I think we covered that enough. So we're going to be moving on to the first game on Sunday, the Washington football team and the Green Bay Packers. Now this game was a lock for me and it hit so i'm happy about that yeah uh i will say that was also one of my locks of the week not not going to talk about my other one yet we'll get there (laughs) but what i will say is again my take on the packers all years like they haven't had a out of all their wins like at least at five out of their now six wins have been like teams on the Washington football team's level now. And this game was not a clean win for the Packers, I'll say. However, what I will say in the against my own argument is good teams win those games. And the Packers don't lose games like that specifically. Aaron Rodgers will not let his team win those bad games. So my take on the Packers, again, it's not on Aaron Rodgers at all. Not on Devontae Adams at all, because those two are clearly studs. The one thing I really like this game that they started to do a little bit was to get those side guys involved, and that's my take. If they can get those side guys involved, Robert Tunyon got uh, four receptions, 63 yards, a touchdown. Alan Lazard, a name that was talked about a couple years ago and not really brought up since then, he had five receptions, 60 yards, a touchdown. They keep that up, they'll win those games. And I think when the score got close, Roger was forced to go to those other guys, and it worked out for them. It prevailed, but... The only thing is this game, they weren't really in a situation where they could because they were never dominating. They never really got the run game going. But again, game is close. There was no need for them to run the ball. But other than that, even though I've been pretty anti-Packers and even though the football team's a really crappy team, it's still a good win to see them get other people involved, in my opinion. I agree. And seeing Aaron Rodgers play as well as he did, although the mm-hmm. Washington team isn't all that great, he still was perfect and his uh, touchdown to interception ratio, good completion percentage, you know, he threw for 275 yards. So yeah. not terrible stat line. And like you said, the Green Bay Packers rushing attack was not there. Um, their leading rusher had 19 yards. So that was pretty yeah. insane. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers was two yards away from him. Being the last. Oh, so 
Taylor Heineke is the rushing leader on the Washington yeah, football team. That's what I was Which cannot bring happen Actually, if you want to win all games. all four people who ran the ball for Washington this week all had more yards than any player on the Packers this week. And yeah. they lost the game. And I think yeah. that'll just show you what the difference between a passing team and a running team where – even though the football team are losing in these games, they're almost forced to run the ball because their passing game just isn't there yet. Yeah. Um, I'd just like to say again, Washington's defense has been just disappointing this season. I've said so it, I, I think, every single time we bring them up. Yeah. But, I mean, shout out to Heineke for trying to get something working. He's not giving up on the team. No. I don't He's think. using his legs he and had his arms. He almost 100 rushing yards on 10 attempts. And... 268 passing yards although he had an interception i think he's he's putting up numbers that would get a win if he had a, a better defense yes agreed. not against the packers i don't think no. but i mean packers six and one we'll see if this magic like and carries on throughout the season i, I kind of got there on that and i we all talked about it. dan has had this as one of his takes since since week one is that the football's defense has been horrific they actually looked decent throughout most of the first half they kept the game very close they were getting pressure on Rodgers, which forced them to kick more field goals than they would have liked to do but uh they're still not the defense they were and they're not going to be that this year my one take on uh, Heineke is I really like him and I think he has a lot of promise but I almost think he's a mirroring Gardner Minshew in the sense that Minshew has always looked fun like people loved him since he joined the league and he was always good but since he never had like a winning team then I don't want Heineke I feel like Heineke's going to get benched next year just because the football team is doing so bad that yeah some of the blame's and inevitably going to be on him what's the uh current situation with Fitzmagic yeah. Anyone know? Uh, I haven't on it. I know he's I supposedly. That was that was week one when he. Yes, got it was week one. It was a season long injury at the okay. time, but the I think the only hope were if they were a playoff team, he might m- maybe be able to come back at the end of the year of the playoffs. At this point, because they're doing so bad, it's not like they're going to bring him in to win games. Because at this point, they'll take the good pick. Yeah, I think in the draft, but uh, maybe it could be a situation where they bench Heineke to give him some more time to develop. I don't know though. Yeah, I I feel like with Fitz Magic at quarterback, anything can happen. Yeah, agreed. we all know that. Yeah, because we you're saw, not. It's not just football at that no, point. It's you it's, have an extra element in the fourth dimension. You yeah, do. it's just like I feel like this team. And after the beginning of the week, uh, or at the beginning of the season, when Heineke came in, it seems like the team does like him. But it's yeah. almost like they look at him like their little brother instead of their leader. Like specifically, even the younger guys do that. Uh, Chase Young, I remember even specifically, like he already and just like players like that that were already developed, they almost look at him rather than their team leader, which no matter how young you are, when you're a quarterback, you have to be respected by the team. And it's almost like he doesn't have that factor yet of the team. Whereas Fitzmagic, he's been in the league for so long. He's been great his entire career. He hasn't done anything crazy, but he's never been a bad quarterback. So I feel like at the minimum, he would come in and get a little splash effect going. Mm-hmm. But Ricky uh, Seal jo- Seals-Jones had a good game. He did. Yeah. He, he's had a good game the past three weeks. The reason why I know that is I picked him up in fantasy and our main league where uh, me, Joey, and Dan, and I was forced to start him this week. Because Whoa. my main starter, who ended up playing, but he didn't do anything because he was hurt. TJ Hawkinson was hurt, and uh, I will say he didn't have a bad game. However, I lost to Dan, who's been on a rampage. Started off the season 0-3. If you've listened Sam to Jamar. all of our episodes, you know that. 
Dan has been on a 4-0 rampage. Yep. So I ran into that. My team hasn't been bad this year, but we were both 3-3. It was a close game up until the end. And it, yeah. now I'm 3-4, Dan's 4-3. But Ricky Seals-Jones, I still respect him. He, he gave me a lot of help. Yeah. It's those type of players that you want on your team, I believe. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, what do you guys say? You fine with moving on to our next yeah, game? Yeah, let's go next one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joey, why don't you move us into this one, if you don't mind? Our next game is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs at the Tennessee Titans. Ew! I know. Daniel had a dud in this game, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes has the Madden curse. Yeah. Is both of them. Have they caught up to him, finally? I think it might have. And maybe that's the thing where, especially if you get put on Madden once, maybe it's just two years in a row it needs to happen because going yeah. into this season, uh, I remember everybody saying they were like, the Chiefs just came off a huge Super Bowl loss. If anything, this will motivate them and they'll be even better than last year. And week one against the Browns, I do remember watching that game. The Chiefs didn't really look amazing. It was just the Browns almost seemed like they lost the game themselves. Like it was yeah, throughout 100%. the majority of the game, they had the game in their hands and at that point, I was like, wow, the Chiefs actually looked very vulnerable this game, and they haven't looked good since that point. No. Even the game against the Ravens, which they kept tight, was not even – it wasn't really that good of a game. Even uh, their wins have not been good this year. So the Chiefs, my take right now is this 100% was their last chance of recovery in the sense where if they're going to have a motivated win against a good team, this would have been that win, and they completely fell apart on every single level, specifically – Mahomes just did absolutely nothing. I don't think he, if anything, yeah. it seems like what Mahomes is doing. And I saw, I don't know who made the take, but somebody says it looks like he's playing at Texas Tech again, where he's kind of just free well. balling. And Running when he, he's doing everything himself, like it's like he doesn't have a team around him. And he, you know how he makes those flashy plays that everybody loves. But if you look at half his interceptions this year, they're on those flashy plays yeah. where he ties to do a side throw or something crazy. And it's like, yeah. Mahomes has to realize, I think, at this point, and everybody has to realize football at the end of the day, no matter how good your quarterback is, it's a team sport. I think Mahomes consistently was put as one of the best quarterbacks, but as a team, what do you what do you guys think? What's going yeah. on with the Chiefs right now? Chiefs, I think, well, we, I brought this up. They have no starting offensive lineman that played in the Super Bowl last year. Nope, nope. But their offensive line, lineman is a good young core that could definitely build around Mahomes. But... Like Justin said, Mahomes' interceptions have really been the killer for him. Yeah. And I believe he got injured this game, too. Yeah. And we saw the injury yeah. last season in the playoffs against the Browns. And I don't know. Mahomes, he's he's the poster boy. We all know that. He's the poster child. ESPN, NFL, all love him. It's like Zion for the yeah. NBA. But when he gets that injury, it really just puts a damper on all the commentators' feelings, all this stuff. And I don't, I don't know how well his uh, recovery is to those the uh, the injuries as well. Um, also talking about his interceptions, uh, I believe like half of them are just from drop pass or deflected passes due to his own receivers, which can be avoided to an extent, but that's also on the receiver. But the other ones, we've seen a lot of bad ones just due to him trying to make those crazy plays throw it across his body throw it underhand throw it sidearm and i think teams are just picking up on it i agree the titans this week oh boy they looked it's bizarre you lose to the jets and then you beat the bills and the chiefs Uh two weeks in a row and is it weird that i'm still like 
I requiring uh, another like yes. oh, the, yeah. the thing is I none of so. I just think they're both flukes for some reason. Yeah. And I, not to hate the Titans cuz yeah. like they're a good team, but I just think both of these wins when you look at it, it's been Derrick Henry pretty much. Derrick Henry, AJ Brown got involved this game a bit, but we know Derrick Henry is the most dominant player yes. in the NFL right now. He's probably the front runner for MVP. Yes. And you feed Derrick Henry, you're most likely going to get a win. They he got yeah. 27 carry or 29 carries this game. Yeah. Anything close or over 30 carries, you're going to yes. be putting up probably you're, two or three touchdowns e- with e- them. Exactly. Yeah. Getting easy first down. You're setting up your team to be able to score. You know, Ryan Tannehill ran one in for them uh, today, or what was it, two days ago Sunday. now from recording on Sunday. Tannehill ran one in for them too. So I think that's the thing is even though. Henry's stat line wasn't flashy this week. He still dominated no. the game. And that the Chiefs and nobody this year has had an answer for Henry yet. He started off the year a little slow, and then he just picked it up, and he hasn't slowed down once no. yet. And he's still on pace to have a ridiculous season. And I, I want to see almost how many carries he's had. Like I feel like over the past three years, he had to broke the record for the amount of carries yeah. a player has had. because, And he no. also just like he hasn't gotten hurt. But up to this point... He's getting close to 30 carries every game, and this would be his third year doing that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd want to see what was the most – if you could look up what was the most carries in an NFL season by running back. Um, the second. NFL used to be more of a running game than it's a passing game today. So, I know a lot of it's just players used to be able to do 25 to 30 carries back when it was a bell cow running back game. But not much more to say on this game. A.J. Brown had his best game of the year so far, eight receptions, 133, a touchdown. But – Outside of that, I'll give the Titans credit. However, they haven't uh, really surprised me yet either to the point that the Chiefs haven't looked good yet this year. Um, He has 191 attempts. (laughs) Yeah. So I see Larry Johnson in 2006 for the Kansas City Chiefs Mm -hmm. had 416 attempts. That's ridiculous. In a season. Yeah. Well, and Derrick Henry's almost at 200 already. Exactly. It's... One thing that you need to do against the Titans is get up early because they don't have that great of a defense. So if you can just take advantage of the holes they have on on their defensive side early in the game, that'll force them to utilize other players than just Derrick Henry. And the Chiefs just weren't able to do that. We've talked about how bad the Chiefs' defense has been previously, but – Really, the Chiefs' offense this game is the one that I put on the hot seat for most of what's going on, just because we knew that Chiefs' defense was going to be bad. So going into this game, they should have game-planned for, I don't know, a fire offensive game, and that just did not happen. Yeah, yeah this easily could have been a shootout. It could have been. Two, but on I pay- I, so what I did this week, because I had it as one of my locks of the week, and this was my first lock this entire year to miss, and I figured, I was like, if I'm going to lose a lock, is it really going to be on the Chiefs? And it yeah, was. right. That's crazy. And it's crazy to say that, but I'm not surprised now because with the one thing I did do, I figured, I said, if the Chiefs have any chance of coming back, the over is 100% going to hit. So the second half, I bet the over to hit, and it didn't. The Chiefs just their offense never got going once. And three points. We talked a lot on this game. I don't know if you guys this. We could yeah. talk about this for an hour. Let's move on to our next game. I'll lead us into it. Uh, this ended up being a good game with two really crappy teams, at least record wise. The Do Falcons you guys hear and that? The Dolphins. Shh, shh, shh. 
It's scraping the bottom of the barrel time. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> eater, eater, eater. Is that what? And, the, uh, that's the what I did the chair. past couple. Weeks, okay, I haven't noticed that. that until now. No, yeah. that, that's what I did. I know the last time you did it because it, it, it sounds nothing like a bottom of a barrel, but yeah. you know, it works. And this one, the only comment I'm going to say is, uh, Young Hoku, my favorite player in the entire league last year, second favorite player actually. I'd say my first was another kicker in the league for the Indianapolis Colts. I'm sure you guys can guess who that is. Yeah, Pat Mack if he came out of retirement. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, uh, I'm a, we're, this is the real, like, ginger podcast. So if you listen to Pat McAfee, I'm going to say it right now. This is the real football podcast. Punters shouldn't be able to make podcasts. Yeah, they don't know. That's my all. take on Pat McAfee. No, I actually McAfee. like Pat McAfee. He's really funny, but in this game, ended up preying a really good game, went down to the wire at the end, uh, started out, Tua looked awful in the beginning, and then he picked it up late. He brought the Dolphins back. They were up late. Then the Falcons came back late, ended up bringing themselves into field range, kicked a game-winning field goal, but not much to say on it. Two teams that I don't think anybody thinks are going to be able to compete for a spot. Yeah, the Falcons are definitely overperforming right now, and I 100%. think it's because they just have played such terrible yeah. teams. But regardless, our guy had a touchdown. Cordero. Cordero. Yeah. Yeah, um, this is the only game this past Sunday to that the final score is in uh, within one score, like as in seven points. So oh, this wow. was the only, the only close game. The only close game on Sunday. On sun- on this Sunday. Pa- the Browns and then the Monday night game, I the think. Monday, yeah. Yeah, so what, what that tells yeah. me, if you bet the spread this week, you had a very good week. Yeah, right. And even the other comment I'll make, there was three games this week, which are going to be three of our three out of the five last games in a row, like looking at it. The this was one of the first weeks in the times that I like I paid attention to a spread where there were three games where the spread was over fifteen points. And I was like, there's no way those hit. And two out of the three hit. The last mm-hmm. one or the first one almost did too. So this week it was just like the favorite. It was like Vegas really I don't know if it was they all Vegas's predictions pretty much happened, or at least their spreads all hit, which Vegas usually doesn't like, but it was almost like this week was just – it wasn't a boring week of football. It was just a predictable week of football yeah. where just no matchups were really that close. And I think Chiefs-Titans was set up to be close. And outside of that, so was Bengals-Ravens. Yeah, and but coming from the first – Yeah, weeks. the first few weeks, there was so many game-winning kicks, yes. so many close yes. games, three, four-point games, yeah. one-point games. Just this week seeing – 54 points scored, oh seeing the Chiefs score three points. Bengals get total. 41 points on the Ravens. Yeah, like, just a lot of bizarre crazy Sunday. Interesting stuff. But yeah. this game was interesting, and Koo got the game winner. He did. Shout out to him. Two big tight ends for each team, or one for each team. Kyle Pitts having a good game. Yeah. And then Mike Kosicki also playing well for the Dolphins, and getting another touchdown. On that, Dan, I'll ask you, what was this past Sunday in the NFL for tight ends? I don't know, Joe. Was, do you know? Yeah, Joey. National tight end day. Yeah. We no, saw yeah. the tight ends go off National, this week. There was a lot of tight ends. And the one comment that I was going to make, Joey and I were watching Sunday Night Football. I don't know if it was Sunday night or Monday night when we mentioned it, but we all made a post or we put together to post for our Instagram and we all picked a tight end to put in it. And 
two out of the three tight ends had a touchdown. The only one who didn't. Yeah, it was my fault. Jonu Smith. Who I just was had the first tight end that came which, to Which, honestly, <laughs> Jonu Smith was having a great game, and then he got hurt. So yeah. if he played a full healthy game, I think I he could have. Yeah. Moving on, To though. be fair, my tight end pick would have been taken anyways because yeah, Mo Alley Cox was taken already. That's fact. So. That, that's, he's the podcast tight end, we could say. Yeah. Because we've loved Mo since the beginning. I he's, have him on two of my fantasy teams now. Mo has been doing very good, that's for sure. Uh, moving on to our next game, Daniel. What, what's our next game? Or Joey, you could do it, whichever one of you has it up. I'll say this was the biggest blowout I've seen in football in a long time. Yeah, I'll let Dan take this one because it was a lock yeah. Yeah. of his. One of my locks, the New England Patriots beating the New York Jets 54-13. to <laughs> Absolutely game. massive game. Very Who would have thought that the Patriots could even score that many points this entire season? But I did not. Going against the Jets, Mac Jones having 300 passing yards, two touchdowns. Damian Harris having two touchdowns. Yeah, bad week to sit Damian Harris My and goodness. start Devontae Smith. Brandon yes. Bolden, a receiver that we probably don't know how to touchdown for the Patriots. He, he's he's usually a running back, but they use him as a re- – he's their James White yeah. 2.0 is what I would compare him as. Or in the past, what was his name? He got traded to the Titans the year after they beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl because the Titans had him and Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry blew up. He was their pass the catching Titans running back. Won though. the Super Bowl? No, when the Patriots won the Super oh. Bowl, they traded this running back to the Titans, and he was mm. with Derrick Henry on the Titans. Oh. Rex Bird. Bird no, 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 no. Garrett Blount. Yeah, I remember that. But dude, when Garrett Blount was on the Patriots, that was amazing. Yes. <laughs> Point is, the Patriots always have receiving running backs out of nowhere. They always put him in their system, and that's bold. In this past year, I've noticed they just look to feed him, especially in the red zone. Little dump-offs, and the Patriots, I will say, Belichick just finds how to bring out the best out of these teams, and if you would have told me after any week this season, even coming into this week, yes, they're playing the Jets, but if you told me they were going to put up 54 points, I would have slapped you across the face and said, you're freaking crazy, dude, but they did it. They did it. Patriots played Patriot football against Jets, playing Jet football, and... I don't think anybody was surprised the Patriots won this, but it was just you could turn this game off in the first quarter yeah. because the Patriots just never stepped off the gas pedal. Yeah, Zach Wilson getting hurt in this. Bad for Jets fans, but you're also one in five. So not your year. Uh Mike White, I believe, came in and replaced for him. So shout out to him having two interceptions in his first career. Start not even a start. Just that, his game. I will say that is that is the most NFL quarterback name ever. Mike, Mike White. White. It's just a creative. It, it sounds like yeah. It sounds like a CPU that was just generated. It's the into name the that NFL. Madden gives you to start yeah. that you get rid of. Mike White. Exactly. Uh, Joey, do you have any comments on this game? It happened. It happened. And honestly, uh, it, it's a little bit boring to say that, but that's how a lot of these games were. This one you could almost say that as well because going into our next game, if you don't got if yeah. you guys don't mind me moving into it, uh this was a game where the underdog actually won and dominated this game, and that was the Panthers Giants game. I did actually project that the Giants were gonna win this. I, I thought it was gonna be close though. I did not think there was a chance they were gonna blow them out of the water. Neither only did because I. the Giants are still really hurt right now, too. They're still without that guy from Penn State that we all love so much. Uh 
Their leading receivers this week were Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, and Dante Pettis. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. Dante Pettis. He was on the 49ers a couple years ago, back on that Super Bowl no. roster. And he didn't do – the reason I remember of him is he was super hyped up in the fantasy community during the offseason, like he was going to off. And he hasn't done anything during his career. Just a random factoid for you, but considering one of a player like that who just hasn't done anything during his career, him going off – Really just uh, that shows the type of game the Giants had and really how the Panthers have just fallen apart this year. But my thoughts on the game, Giants are slightly better than their record, but Panthers, Giants, they're a little bit better than two and five. And the fact that they can beat mediocre teams, whereas the Panthers can't even beat mediocre teams at this point. Yeah. Like the Giants are so hurt right now. What excuse can you give the Panthers? Because the Giants have more injured players than the Panthers did in this. Like what ex- at this point, what excuse do the Panthers have? Christian McCaffrey. Which Saquon Barkley <laughs> can be that for the Giants. Yeah. Um you I know? think Christian McCaffrey does more for the team. He does a lot more for the team, but regardless, when your best players out, it's gonna hurt the team. And um I'm pretty sure Yeah, you're right. No, Kadarius Tony was out. Kadarius yeah. Tony was out. Sterling Shepard played hurt, but Kadarius Tony is their the Giants best player. That's Don't get me I wrong. Saquon's not even in their top ten best players. Yeah. Uh, I'd rank Jabril. Jabril Peppers. Jabril is their by Who far. Who also their best got injured during this player. game. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> Yeah, just two teams I don't like watching at all this season. No, um, not at all. Panthers starting 3-0, just straight downhill after that. And now They're the Broncos losing the 20, NFC. yeah, losing 25 to 3 to the Giants, just a terrible loss for them. Yep. Moving on, we have the upset of the week. Bengals at Ravens. You know, Jamar Chase coming out tearing up the Ravens secondary. Joe Burrow actually threw some passes that weren't just 10 yards, so that was impressive. But what impressed me the most was how well the Bengals defense played against Lamar Jackson. And I know that the Ravens are missing a couple of key guys on offense, especially bolstering that run game. But regardless, good job to the Bengals for shutting down a divisional opponent, especially on the road which is hard to do and uh ravens what happened yeah. oh my god ravens Seriously. what happened ravens what happened this was a crazy game um ravens played okay to start they had like an average game playing at the competition's level but i don't think they could match the Bengals this game at all burrow going off joe mixon having a good game Jamar Chase just having a monster game. Yep. Everything was working well for the Bengals, putting up 41 points against a 5-1 and one Ravens team in Baltimore. is ridiculous. And this Bengals team is looking really scary right now. Yeah, they are. Especially for the AFC. Uh, number one in the AFC. Somewhere. So, I'm going to say this, and here's my only comments on this game. I think I found a pattern in the NFL. Ooh. And it's happened since the Browns-Chargers game. Chargers won that Browns game against the Browns. Kind of shocked them coming back against them. Next week, what happened to the Chargers? They got blown out of the water by the Ravens. And after the Chargers beat the Browns, people were like, oh my gosh, Chargers were the best team in the AFC. They're the team to beat outside of the Bills. Then, then, Ravens 
beat the Chargers, absolutely destroy them. People are like, so, Ravens are top of the world. Joey, let me ask you, what happened this week to the Ravens? The now? Ravens get tranced. Now, I, I want you don't look, but to, I'm just going to say right now, the Bengals play a bad team this week. If the trend kept going, the Bengals should get destroyed by who I they agree. play. I wait. Let me. Let me. No, scroll. I know who they play. Don't. No, look. I'm. Yeah. Who do they play? I'm, I'm going to say it. They play the Jets. Oh. They play the Jets. They're losing Just to the imagine. Jets. And well, we've seen who Joe Flacco is going to tear we've up. We've seen who yes. lost to the Jets this season. The, the thing is, good the Titans in the NFL. You can't have recency bias in the regular season. No, one I can. week does not predict. Every I can. Week in. People do that every single week, specifically people who do what we do every week and try to predict what's going to happen is you go off the previous week, really. But the NFL, especially nowadays, is such a week to week thing that good teams lose to bad teams all the time. Every team in the NFL any given can win Sunday. any game, just like Joey always says, any given Sunday. And I wouldn't be surprised if it happens again. Just saying, I know already you mentioned Jamar Chase as a stud, but Joe Burrow really yeah has impressed me this year still had to throw an interception this game he did yep. he yeah. had to couldn't just have a good game yeah and maybe he'll be that start that brett Favre style quarterback where he's just gunslinger willing yeah. to throw interceptions joe burrow and gunslinger is an interesting well, conversation he was a gunslinger his entire college career and coming into the nfl he was seen to be a gunslinger he hasn't yes, played he that just doesn't have yet. the zip on the ball. He like does other no. NFL He's definitely he's not it's Brett like Favre. Case Keenum type. He, he's not Brett Favre in the sense that he is a deep ball or something like that. But he's Brett Favre in the aggressiveness and an aggressive nature, and that's why yeah. the interceptions happen because yeah. Joe Burrow is so confident with his receiver, specifically Jamar Chase, who they clearly drafted him for a reason because he had that chemistry with Burrow already, and it's worked. Uh, I'd say I, out I of gave all them the a, teams that have like reunited their quarterback yes. with a wide receiver, by far, definitely it's been the, the best. Well, I mean, yeah, there's no yeah. question because Jamar Chase. The, is just the last one that happened level. was Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, where I don't even know if they played healthy at the same time or starting together at the same time at Clemson, but those were the last pair that I can think of college receivers. Hopkins, I think, was a little before Watson. He, he was. I think they were on the – like, Hopkins' final year was when Watkins was either redshirt freshman, but – I'm I'm pretty sure year Hopkins is either. a little older than Watson. He is. He's a couple – he's like two or three years older than him. Yeah. But uh, just, uh, again, uh, it's apparent it's worked. And I gave them a ton of slack for it before the season started. Pretty much everybody did. They were like – this pick made no sense for the Bengals. It really still didn't, but they're kind of proving people wrong. And my thing that I've been surprised the most of, and it's really impressed me, and we talked about it last week. I think it was – I don't know if it was Dan or Joey who mentioned it, but I know one of you two did. The Bengals' defense has been so impressive this year, and they have not played a bad game this year, specifically this game. They shut down Lamar Jackson, which is not easy to do. And it was almost like – they let him would get little scampers here and there watching that game, but that didn't impact them. They never let him get comfortable throwing the ball. They never allowed any of their other running backs to get comfortable throwing the ball. And it was really no player on the Ravens was able to get going and get hot. The Ravens just could not keep up with the Bengals. And it's crazy to say that, but when the Bengals offense is at their best with how their defense is playing, it's almost like not a lot of teams can keep that up. The one comment I'll make, when the Bengals can be beat is when you can slow down Burrow. If you can for force Burrow to be uncomfortable, that's when he kind of breaks down. If a team can keep up with them, I don't think he's good enough yet to be able to win those really tight games. But 
as of right now, Burrow has dominated the season compared to his expectations. And I'll give him credit for that. Being in the division, one of the best. It's right now, outside of the Steelers, every single team in the AFC North is very impressive. Even to say the Steelers yeah. are the worst team in the AFC yeah. North is crazy. Steelers beating the Bills this season. I, I will say, Seahawks. although the Browns have not met expectations yet, they still are a good, above-average team in the yeah. NFL. Still got a winning record. To be a winning record in third in your division, that's a good division. But move. any other comments on this game, Joe, Dan? It happened. It, it happened. happened. That's a great comment. But, Daniel, what's yeah. our next game? All right, our next game is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Oakland Eight. At the Oakland Raiders, Raiders winning 33 Oakland to Raiders, Vegas Raiders. Sorry. No, you're good, man. At least I didn't say the R word. That's fact. Um, <laughs> that's fact. So, yeah, like Justin's saying. Um, <laughs> what, like the, like I said. Like Justin's saying, Jalen Hurts didn't have a bad game this no, game. No, he really didn't. No, he actually looked really good, and I'm so sad that he's on a bad team. Yeah. He had 236 passing yards, two touchdowns, and then 61 rushing yards, pretty much doing everything. For the I team. believe Miles Sanders did get injured. Okay. So rip Miles Sanders. That's all I wanted to yeah. say. No, yeah. that's fine. Um, but Raiders, I mean, who knows how good the Eagles are this year. Kind of yeah. a, a weird team. Yeah. They're... The, the Raiders getting this win just helps them out more, 5-2 and two on the season. It was uh it was kinda I, I think it was actually kind of a must win for the Raiders. Yeah. As much as it's I weird agree. to say that, just because they need wins against like mid tier yes. teams. Yes. Yeah. And they've kind of struggled with that. And they didn't this game. Yeah. They they sealed it up. Going put it off in the box point, for later. Did you guys see the Josh Jacobs interview after the game where they asked him about team chemistry since Gruden left? I don't know if you saw it. I saw it a couple times on TikTok, and it was shown a couple different sports networks. A couple people posted it. No, are they in the lab? Basically, Josh Jacob was asked, and he said, just being on the sidelines, people are saying the right things, and the fact that this has motivated them to honestly be better. Players on both sides of the ball are making plays that normally weren't. Their third string running back is being able to get touches still. He's still alive and available which on a team like the Raiders it's very good to have happen to have every single little like they had one two three four five six seven eight nine players get receptions this week which is good for any team to have happen they really like to spread the ball around and I genuinely do think they're a good coach team right now I honestly think it was a blessing in disguise having Gruden left because when you have a coach like that who does stuff like that all the time. And it sounds like he's been yeah, so just, he had that crazy personality. It has helped the team having him leave and the team is able to grow and come together from it, which is good to see for them. My comment on the Eagles right now, I think their season, if they bench Jalen Hurts, that's them admitting that their season is over almost. And that, that once it's almost like they've seen enough from Jalen, and it's either that there's – but I don't Dude, think I'll they're going to bench Jalen Hurts. The thing is, I will say it wasn't like the team has come out and said they're benching him. It was just the Eagles media and the Philadelphia fans. Well, that's okay, well Philadelphia yeah. fans, and I don't really – Exactly, but basically the team was asked. They asked uh, – what is his name? Sirianni. Mm. Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. 
Sirianni, yes. And uh, they asked him, they said, what are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts? He said, I trust Jalen Hurts. We're sticking with him right now. And yeah. well, I think should. They have no you? reason not there, to. There's He's not no the problem The issue whatsoever. is, if you asked the 49ers that, what was their reason for bringing in Jimmy G? And maybe they thought they had a better chance of winning with him. I know we're going to talk to that game later, but that was my same point last week is neither team is really that good. Where Do the 49ers really have a chance to win that division? No. But we'll we'll move on. Next game, not much on it. This I, I will say the next three games were all complete utter blowouts. We don't have to spend a ton of time on either of them if you guys don't mind. First one we could mention a little bit, Lions, Rams. Well, this we'll one was now. close through three yeah, quarters. It, it was I, close I through three. And the it Lions actually might give a, a the, threat the to Lions, Rams. especially through the first half, I will say they kept it a fight. They really in which the Lions have done every single game this year outside of the Bengals game where they just completely fell apart. This team shows that they actually fight. They have heart. They have heart. They don't give up. And that's why they look like a good coach team, but not good enough to win games yet. And I think part of it's roster issues. But what what were your thoughts on this game? I know, Joe, you were mentioning it stayed close throughout till late. Oh, yeah. Well, because we were watching it. I know we had Red we Zone on. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We but we, we could through. see it. Exactly. And – I kind of have the opposite take about the Lions than I do about the Eagles because I think Jared Goff is a problem. I think that we saw this game. I forget who. Let me pull it up real quick. But the receiver for the Lions that went off, was it Raymond? Raymond, yep, yep. 115 receiving yards. He, like, it just goes to show how – I don't know. I think skill talent is very replaceable, in my opinion, both in the receiver position and in the running back. More so in the running back. Receivers are it, – it depends. But I think Jared Goff is just the definitely the problem for them. I mean, obviously they have defensive issues they need to address. But on offense, man, it's, it's, yeah. it's a struggle. It's um, a struggle to get going. I, I agree with Joe. I feel like if Stafford was still on the lines this season, they'd have – Probably two or three wins. Yeah, but I, I feel happy for Stafford being oh, on a yeah. team that's now six and one, top of their exactly. system, second in their division. Sorry, yeah, but having a great game, over three hundred passing yards and three touchdowns, and he's continuing to feed Cooper Cup. No one's been able to stop that yet. Nope, nope. crazy. Even else. Robert Woods had a decent game. Yeah. Um, I think the big highlight of the game for me was Jalen Ramsey having that interception when the yep. Lions were driving it. down the field. Um, it, this definitely was in contention for my butt fumble of the week. Yeah. But Jared Goff just thro- literally throwing the game away at yeah. the end. And uh, that actually happened earlier this season. I remember, too, where Jalen Hurts had a game ceiling or not Jalen Hurts. Oh, my God. Jalen oh Ramsey days. had a game ceiling pick against the Colts and the Rams-Colts game where it was close all game. And Colts had a chance to drive at the end. Uh, Wentz actually didn't throw it. Wentz got hurt, and it was their backup quarterback who threw Jacob it, Jacob Eason. Eason. And Jacob Eason made one throw, and then he threw an interception the next play. Game is over. But that's the type of player Ramsey is. I think it's apparent on the Rams the one thing their defense has. They don't have a ton of playmakers, but I think arguably they had the two best players at their individual position, which anytime you have two of them on one team, that's just going to make the whole defense better. They actually lost a lot of pieces this offseason, so I'm surprised with how competitive their defense still is. But I think it's those two players kind of keep their team motivated. They still have a good coaching staff, but shout-out to the Lions for keeping the game close. Outside of that, I'd like to say um, Penny Sewell 
going yes. eye to eye with Aaron yes. Donald. Love that to was see awesome. It. That was awesome. Just throwing a grown man, the yes. whatever time yes. defensive player of the year, stood his ground, just dominating him. I love it. I hate Aaron Donald. And it's so weird because, <clears throat> excuse me, Panace will he like had some definitely some interesting moments at the beginning of the season where he yeah, was yeah. getting pancake kind of run over so it was good for him to have a good game so, uh, i was actually very surprised the, the side the i will say what the difference between penny Sewell has been whether he's been right tackle versus left tackle where initially i believe it was the in the uh college he was a left mm-hmm. tackle and when the lions drafted him they already had a starting left tackle so they can tried converting him to right tackle it's like jed and in the preseason it wasn't working he was getting pancaked constantly and then during the at the near the end of the preseason, their starting left tackle got hurt. He got moved in, and he's been great in his natural role. Yeah. And well, you think about all the muscle memory. Yes. Yeah. So how I want to compare that from somebody who's been on an offensive yep. line before being a lineman, how it works is when you think about it, it's like using your it, – it's all that, like you said, muscle memory almost. You're using one whole side of your body constantly and then moving it. You have to get comfortable with that other side. And if you're in the NFL, you need to be decent at both, but really only the best of the best can do both at an elite mm-hmm. level. And I was going to say, it's like very trying to throw – like it, It's like yes. if someone asked Tom Brady to start throwing with his left hand. Exactly. exactly. Like think about all the years that he yes. spent training his yes. right arm. And, and if you, you have a have lineman who's played a position his entire career for the majority of his – when he's been at an elite level, it's hard. And uh, the last comment I'll make on it is the – one of the linemen in the league, he's not even on the Browns, which are my favorite linemen in the league. Joel Petonio's on the Browns. However, uh, Zach Martin of the Dallas Cowboys, he's one of the players who he has played literally every position on the offensive line, and he's done it at an elite level. That's like the best of the best linemen. But moving on, our next game, gross, gross, yep. gross. This Dan, is a, what was this game? The final score was the Arizona Cardinals 31 and the Houston Texans 5. Can I just talk about the significance of that score yes, real quick? Yes, I was going to. You can. Oh, no, no never mind. No, 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 no. We have Scorigami. Yep. And I don't know if you know exactly what Scorigami is, but basically it's super advanced statistics in order to figure out if an NFL game has ever had that score before and basically there is a limited number of scores that can happen just because of the way that the nfl is set up that they can only get certain amounts of points for certain plays and so this game was the first time uh, we call it scoregami uh it was the first time that the score has ever happened so congratulations to both the cardinals and the texans the texans can at least come out with one dub this week yes they can (laughs) Yeah, and that's about it for them this week. Yeah, honestly, I mean, do you guys have any other comments on this game? I all? liked, I liked how all. it was three to five at one point. Yeah, yes. it was. That was cool. And I think when that happens, where any whoa, oh my whoa, god, sorry, we had a little backup interference there. But anytime you have a either a two point conversion, anything along those lines, safety like two points, a missed safety, field goal, uh, that's when Scorigami can happen. But Moving on, our next game is also... Wait, can we just talk about Zach Ertz getting two consecutive touchdowns for two different teams? That's, that yeah, is shout out to Zach ridiculous. Ertz for yes. getting two consecutive I'm glad touchdowns you, you for two different up. teams. Yes, because I watched it live, and it scared me because uh, in my other league that I'm in, or one of my other leagues that I'm in, the guy actually started Zach Ertz, which moving on his first week on a new team, especially this team that passes the ball so much to so many different players, that was a bold move, and it worked out for Oh, him, yeah. But... Uh, this next game was 
almost it was worse and the fact that at least early on in the Cardinals Texans game it was somewhat close versus the Bears Buccaneers game was never close once during the entire game Buccaneers dominated the entire thing and uh I think it was really crazy the entire time having that happen and Tom Brady just looked elite again yet again he looked like the best quarterback in the league he looked like a goat the Bears Matt Nagy look the opposite of that mm, yeah I took it as soon as they had their falling out against the Browns I said I said they should have fired Nagy then I'm still holding that strong every single week they played the season they should have fired Matt Nagy and I don't know what were your guys thoughts on this game just another gross games final score three bears 38 bucks yeah and the Buccaneers have consistently proven to us that they can beat bad teams which is something we've talked about before on the podcast and I think they love doing it too and they do yeah they, they do. love doing it I Brady always has his Brady, whole career well and this was a revenge game for Brady because we were memeing him last time that he played the Bears yeah and the fact that he could not remember what down it was oh so yeah. Brady had his revenge he also had his 600th touchdown pass and compensated a very uh, a fan oh my pretty goodness. pretty humongously yeah, he gave him a bitcoin yeah yeah did you guys end up seeing I, I actually i made a tiktok on it on my tiktok page about it because i didn't post what brady or the team actually gave him but before the team announced what they were doing a lot of people were making fun of it and they were saying wow uh what is this why did this guy not ask for more because when you think about it tom brady's one of the richest wealthiest athletes in the entire world his 600th touchdown pass rarely do quarterbacks mm-hmm. have a 600th touchdown just in general will it yet being able to keep the ball what would tom brady have done for that ball and the guy was a nice guy he didn't hesitate to give it up he was like oh come on what are you going to give me as a joke but he realized it was tom brady i was glad yeah. the team did actually give him something though i would i agree yeah i want to shout out zach hample yes because he's caught and he's a uh, a foul ball baseball ball hawk and Justin and I are big fans of him. He's the best of the best. Yes, he caught two home runs in one game in a playoff game for the Red Sox this season. Yeah. But he insists always when you get something historic like that, like a game ball or a baseball, he caught Mike Trout's first career home run, insist on getting something in return. So if anyone's out there in that situation, this guy, I think, it had to be over, well, how much is a Bitcoin right now? 50K? It's yeah. over 60K 60. now. So that's I believe just... it was at 62K. And he got two signed jerseys from Brady, a signed helmet, and season tickets for the rest of this season and yeah. next season. He also got Mike Evans' game-worn jersey as well yep. as game-worn cleats. Yeah, so so a lot of a lot of value in that, but yeah. still. Imagine... And 1K to the uh, Buccaneers. Imagine if he asked yeah, Tom shot. Brady, if he insisted on keeping it, and he was like, Tom, what will you give me for this ball? What do you think Tom would have... Tom would have obviously forced him to if it came to that, but I think it would have been more of a joking thing. Tom seems like the type of guy where he has the money where he could have done something crazy. Yes. (laughs) You you want to try out for the team? That's what I would have liked. But honestly, this game, uh, looking at the stat line, obviously the Bears stat line was nearly non-existent. The only comment that I'll make is Khalil Herbert, their third string running back, still man- mentioned or managed to have 100 yards this game. He had more yards than Derrick Henry this week with 11 less carries, a worse offensive line, and a much worse team about him. Like, I'm, I think it comes to two things. 
Bears offensive line is one of the only good promising things they have. And two, their running backs system and coach seems to be decent. That's the one thing the Bears have had this year. But Brady, obviously, he barely had to do anything this year. He was just throwing touchdowns for net. Playoff Lenny, Super Bowl Lenny is turning into all year. Lenny has just been dominant in this offense. Godwin had his best game of the year so far. He had a good game. Mike Evans. Yeah. Joey, how many touchdowns has Mike Evans had this week? Three. Yeah. I was going to say three. I was like, did he score another one? Yeah. But I remember three. we were watching it on Red we Zone. Were. we were like, holy crap. Mike Evans three, just scored yeah. another touchdown. Yep. Mike Evans just scored another touchdown. And they all came late. <laughs> I think they were all in the second half. And it, it's cool to see when a player does that. But it's just the Bucks this year, it feels like any week they could do that to any team. But moving on, our final game. I can uh, announce this one if you guys want to start in this one. Our final game of Sunday, Sunday night okay. football, yep. baby. Sunday night football. This is what football's here for. And heck of a Waiting game. All no. week for In all Sunday honesty, night. It, it wasn't that crazy. Ended up being a very rainy game. And my only comment I'll make on this game is on the quarterbacks, specifically first Carson Wentz. I don't think uh, Carson Wentz is decent enough to play in the league, but I'm tired of people making excuses for him and consistently – his entire career, all it's been since his team has went to the Super Bowl, he's only had excuses for him. I haven't seen one thing where they're like, oh my gosh, he has so much promise. It's He was able to lead his team. He had an MVP season, but then it's like, but what after that? And this was his year where he had the chance. He is one of the best coaching staffs in the league. Last year, this team made the playoffs. They had a top 10 d- defense, a top 10 offensive line. And yes, they lost some of those defensive pieces, but their defense is still good this yeah, year. Their defense are. is not bad this year at all, even with those missing pieces. The one thing the Colts have not been able to do this year is get their passing game going. There's not been a game where Carson Wentz has just been able to, wow, he looks really good. And that's my take. It's just Carson Wentz. He I had don't, two touchdowns. Two yeah, touchdowns probably his best game of the year. 150 yards. He also yeah. ran for a touchdown. Yeah. So, so we can, I'll give him that. He got the job done yeah. against a, in a bad game, but he looked awful in the first half. If you watch yeah, this game okay. live – he looked horrific, and my take on him is if the situation is perfect for him, if he has the best offensive line in the league around him, a top-five defense, top-receiving core, which any quarterback in the league you put in that situation, they're going to win. If one of those things falls apart, he falls apart. Specifically, bad conditions. He looked like this yeah, game it was when, it was, raining. when it was raining, he was chucking the ball everywhere. I'm not going to spoil what happened because I know Joey's going to yeah, talk we'll, about we'll, it later. We'll talk about it. But just he fell apart, and Jimmy G, I'll, I'll, I'll say Jimmy G, this made no sense to me putting in Jimmy G. I understand he was hurt, and maybe the team wasn't winning like they wanted to, but what did he do this game? He had 181 yards, one touchdown, two picks, a yeah. 7.7 QBR. I was going to say his QBR was less than eight. Yeah, it was less <laughs> than eight. So was uh, Mahomes, I believe, as well, too, this week, was less than eight, which was crazy yeah. to happen. A lot of low QBRs. The only promising thing they had was two players, Debo Samuel, which I know hit a helped hit a parlay for Joey, and yep. the other player was Thank you, Elijah Debo. Mitchell. Yeah, big game for Mitchell. Um, yes. Yeah, both of these, both of these teams. I don't know really what could have been different with the uh, with the weather, just the weather being terrible this game. But Wentz making some still not great decisions. That interception, um, which we'll be talking. He actually about. did not throw an interception. Well, whatever you want to call that. And then Jonathan Taylor also having a good game. And Michael Pittman as well, 100 yards on four receptions. That's just their deep threat. And their Megatron. And Mo Cox got a touchdown. Yep, got to love it. 30-18, um, to 18, the final score. 
Joe, what else do you have? I just thought that the Colts looked good in this game, actually. Yeah. Um, just because San Francisco, I don't think, is a terrible team. I think their record definitely yeah. shows that they're worse than yes. they actually are. They're, they're um, under- kept it competitive with right the Cardinals. And if they can just figure out who they want to play at quarterback, I know Trey Lance was injured, yeah. so it is tough going back to Jimmy yes. G. Um, I think they'll go to Lance when he is fully healthy. Agreed. But it's once once they figure that out, I think they'll be able to get the ball rolling again. He'll make rookie mistakes, but until then, we'll yeah. have to. They'll, they'll they'll be a lot more predictable of a team than yes. they would be with Trey Lance. My, my final comments on this game. Back onto the Colts, because I agree, the Colts as a whole looked good, but what has been the one thing, and we said it, I think, Joey, it was actually you said it, it was like three weeks ago when the Colts got a good win, what is the one thing the team oh, started to do? Oh, they need to, to feed Jonathan Taylor. They started feeding Jonathan Taylor, and it's yeah, worked. Yeah, and it's worked. That's what you need to do. If you exactly, they, if, we were talking about how yes, they were committee, yes, and now they're just running it to they're Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's and money. Hines had a couple of drops. They started using Taylor in the passing game a little bit yeah. too. What I noticed, and that has just worked out so well for them. Mm-hmm. So if the Colts can keep going to Jonathan Taylor, they'll have a yeah. good season. Agreed. Any final thoughts on this game before we can I think move we on should to move on? That's football. my final thought: is that we should move on. Joey, lead us into Monday Night Football. Monday what Night your Football. On it? Saints and Seahawks. Yep. My thoughts are that I was happy because yeah. my parlay another for this parlay. Game, for I know I hit go, both Joe. my parlays Let's this go. week. Um, both of, it was just it was just player props. Um, I had Alvin Kamara over thirty six and a half uh, yeah. pass catching yards. Got that and, easily. Yeah, and I had DK Metcalf over uh, fifty nine and a half uh, passing yards. So. You know, just yeah. having it hit, hit hit in the first quarter, right? First quarter for DK, and then That's first so half okay. for Camara. And I, I, when I was talking, Joey and I were talking about putting these parlays together. And whenever I give advice on player props, if you're going to do a same game parlay, my advice that I'll put at you there: do maximum three picks together, and just find two to three things that you think are obvious and most of the time it's the best player getting over on their rushing or receiving yards and if you find two of them a lot of times that'll happen throw 10 bucks on if you're going to do it do that instead of putting five players needing to get a touchdown or six teams all having to win so much safer uh a lot more i I respect joey for doing that taking the guts the the courage you know the pride the power i think vegas looked at my my, they looked at my parlay and they were like, "All right, how can we make this hit?" Yes. They, they yeah. called in, they, they did, and they were like, "All right, we got to get." JBF like, just wait, bet. JBF just put in a bet. Let's get this to hit, folks. Yeah, Dan, what were your in thoughts on this half. game? I mean, eh, another bad weather game. Yeah, just hard to watch Geno Smith on the Seahawks. And yeah. although he hit DK for that big pass, that was mainly just DK outrunning the defense. Um, just, I mean boring game 13 to 10 final score just i i don't really enjoy watching games where it's raining the whole time because i've i've been to games nfl specifically where it's just pouring the whole game and it sucks and even if your team is winning it's like somewhat enjoyable unless you're super into it and you're shirtless on the the uh the 50 yard line right behind the bench yeah it gets kind of exciting but most people kind of just suffering there and I think um, one good thing I like to say about this, I love Jameis's touchdown. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. We called um, on our last, our predictions. Yes. That Jameis meme, new Jameis meme. Yep. 
Jameis just dropped. It was a we lock. Knew. That yeah. that I should have made my lock yeah, of the we week originally. Yeah. One of us should have done that because yeah. whenever a Jameis meme comes out or a video of just him doing anything, it turns into a W. He eats a W. And yeah, so what did he do? That touchdown, well, this, he fumbled, picked it up with yes. his left hand, and then immediately threw it around a defender right to Camara. Touchdown. Yeah. Well, and the thing that the Seahawks needed to do in order to win this game was to take advantage of kind of a weaker New Orleans defense, and they just weren't able to capitalize. After no, that DK Metcalf touchdown, they didn't get anything else really rolling at all. So I'd say pish posh. Pish posh. I agree. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of football is kind of pish posh this week. Still got to love it, though. But yeah. I, I think that can wrap up our week seven reactions any other comments guys reactions reaction reaction all right so my top five this week we're going to be going from five to one i still have the bills on there at five at four i have the green bay packers at three we have the los angeles rams at number two we have the cliff kingsbury Arizona Cardinals. And at number one, we have the Goatineers, the Buccaneers. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Tampa um, Bay. I'll go with mine. Number five, I got the Cincinnati Bengals. Heck I yeah. was high on the Ravens. Bengals took their spot. Number four, Los Angeles Rams. Number three, Green Bay Packers. Number two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And number one, still for me, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I'll do mine last then, I guess. At number five, I have the Chargers. Number four, I have the Rams. Number three, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Number two, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And number one, the New York Jets. Just kidding. The Arizona Cardinals are still number one for me. That is all. All right, guys, so I was really happy going into this week because I was undefeated on my locks of the week, and this was the first week that I actually, like, going into the week, you know, like, you know what, I'm undefeated on these locks. Let's let's put a little bet on my lock of the week, and what happened with it, I did the Packers, which the Packers looked awful for most of the game, and I was like, oh, crap, are both of them not going to hit because the Chiefs were getting blown out from the start, and... I think it's to the point where I think us as football fans have to realize the Chiefs probably won't be the same this year as they have been. Even if they come up again, they're not going to come up like they were. However, I'll just say no no, no need. No need. Moving on. I need to be punished because I missed one of my locks. We're doing spin that punishment, punishment wheel. wheel. And uh, we have a lot of good funny punishments for you. We're going to spin it. And then uh, let's announce it. So, Dan, why don't you hit the spin for us? All right, spinning Joe, now. Joe, get, get some drumming or something. <laughs> that was weird. But we have a oh. result. What is it? So, our punishment is DM Jackson Mahomes. Oh, oh my goodness. And the thing is, this is personal that he's a good to dancer. me. Should, this is personal. You should try and pay like, him for a cameo. I feel like... To spice this up a little bit, you might like maybe duet one of his TikToks. That might be Dude, good too. How about I'll do this. I'll duet him on our fourth quarter football podcast TikTok account. 
you guys who are listening, you will be able to watch this live this week after this episode drops. I'll make the TikTok. That's easy money for me. And I'll just say it. It's going to be personal and I'll just outdo one of his dances. And yeah. that'll be it right there. Yeah. Sounds good. That was a great spin that punishment, punishment wheel. wheel. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your favorite segment, Joey's Butt Fumble of the Week. This week, Joey's Butt Fumble of the Week focuses on Carson Wentz, Carson Wentzening. Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz did this past week when, on a second and goal at the San Francisco forward yard line, he decided to shovel pass and ended up fumbling the ball. The shovel pass went right into the hands of a defender. And resulted in a fumble. So thank you for joining me this week for Joey's Butt Fumble of the Week. Next week, I will be covering Joey's Butt Fumble of the Week. So stay tuned to hear another Joey's Butt Fumble of the Week. Thank you for joining me on Joey's Butt Fumble of the Week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Fourth Quarter Football Podcast. We had an absolutely bonkers of a time giving you our reactions to this week's games. If you would like to see more of our takes and some quality skits, check out our TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter pages, all at Fourth Quarter Football. And here we go, brownies. Here we go. What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb you can call that mental freeze when these people talk too much put that shit in slow motion yeah i feel like an astronaut in the ocean hey what you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb you can call that mental freeze when these people talk too much put that shit in slow motion yeah i feel like an astronaut in the ocean she said that i'm cool that's right. i'm like yeah that's true, that's true.